This morning's message is, what is a resolution? <laughs> you know, New Year's. Anybody here of a New Year's resolution? You know, we've all maybe heard of them, maybe even made a few. Um, so with the New Year being around the corner, about 14 hours around the corner, um, a year full of possibility and opportunities awaits us. And I, I like this statistic because we've got 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes, and 31,536,000 seconds. Yep, got lots of time. Well, if you take away the time you go to bed and sleep, and if you sleep seven hours, if you take away two hours for eating, showering, and all the necessities, if you take away time for travel and things like that, and then you take away um, time for relaxation and uh, the day off once a week, you end up with less than nine hours. <laughs> then you've got to go to work. So what happens then to a resolution? Well, let's see what a resolution is. Uh, we are resolved to do things differently. So if we were asking the question, what is it that you would do differently in the coming year than you have in the past year? Excuse me, in the past year. Um, some would want to lose weight. I wouldn't know why. Some would, <laughs> some would decide to exercise. I know why. Sorry, I'm being sarcastic. To exercise more, to be, better, to be a better person, to dispense with the old bad habits and bring in some new ones. A newspaper in Boston um, allowed people to send in their New Year's resolutions, and this is a couple of them. I resolved to stop feeding the office plant leftover coffee. Took me a while to think about that. They would drink the coffee. What they didn't drink, they dumped into the plant. So this year, I will use water. <laughs> as much as I hate the government interventions, I resolved to try and get a new, a new law passed that requires every person on the face of this earth to have to use their common sense at least once a day. As a theater major, I seldom have time to eat real food, never mind eating with my family. This year, I resolved to try real hard to stop eating McDonald's and Wendy's for two of the three meals a day. If that is impossible, I promise to at least clean the car. <laughs> um, what else? I, I like this one here. I says, I resolve to refuse to take responsibility for my decisions, to never take the blame, not to stand on any of my promises, and to ignore the needs of the poor. In short, I resolve to become a politician. <laughs> so, uh, so if we are interested in keeping any other resolutions this year, um, we should adhere to uh, the methods that Paul, the apostle, says to us. And we're going to go back and forth with this. But Paul says in Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting. <laughs> forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So the apostle Paul the first thing he had to do, now, you've you got to understand that Paul, before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, was called Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was the elite of the elite of the Pharisees. He was, 
he was the brilliant guy in town. I mean, he was, he was the genius. And his, his goal was to eradicate, wipe out this sect of um, Christians, people who were followers of Christ. And so he, he literally tore families apart, put them in prison, and even had some people killed. And so Paul, once he came to know Jesus, met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he uh, knew that what his past life was wrong, and he had to change who he was. So in our life, there are things that we have to change. <laughs> and there are, there are habits and things that we need to alter. Well, Paul had to forget the past failures. Number one, let go. <laughs> Always did the idea, forgive them and let it go. So forgive yourself, forgive others, forgive them of what they've done, said, or been, and let it go. Why? Because you are responsible for you, not for them. And you cannot allow their life to continue to influence your life. Your decisions are your decisions, not based upon what other people have said, done, or presented. Um, forget, <laughs> now, this is, a, this is difficult because forget the potential problems. Now, if you're going to plan to do something, you've got to, you've got to see the pitfalls. You've got to see that there are things that are going to go wrong, there are things that are going to go right, and you have to make plans for them. But don't get caught in the everything's going to go wrong, so I won't try anything. And so you don't become held captive by what might happen. So resolutions are being resolved to accomplish something, to change something, and to allow that to be a positive influence. Forget the uh, attainments. Forget the successes that you have had in your life in the sense that we can't rest on, well, I did this good and I did that good, so I don't have to do any more. No, those were good things, but we keep on going. Paul could not dwell on uh, how far he had come. He was, you know, again, he was killing Christians, and now he's not. So, hey, that's a big, that's a big step. Well, he couldn't let it go at that. He must continue to attain this relationship with Jesus, and he must continue to grow. So, um, in order to make a solid resolution, we have to put our failures in perspective. We have to put our failures, what did we learn from them? The only person who's never failed is the person who's never done anything, and that is a big failure. Because <laughs> you have to do something. And you might as well do something good as to do, something, to do nothing at all. So eight people out of ten who make New Year's resolutions never keep them more than a month. <coughs> so most of them end up forgetting. <laughs> forgetting. What was that resolution I made? And so that's why we become skeptical about making resolutions. And I'm, you know, presenting the whole truth here, nothing but the truth. Okay, I got a joke. You ready? You ready for this one? This is one I, I made mention of it in Sunday school. And it's, pr I think, I, th I think it's funny. It's not mine. I found it. Okay, you know, so it isn't like I made up a joke and now I'm saying how wonderful I am for making it up. I just found it. Two old men. I don't know why they have to pick on old men. But anyhow, two old men were sitting on a park bench. One of the men said, you know, as I get older, I can't remember things the way I used to. The other man said, I used to have that same problem until I took the memory course. It is a very simple technique based on association of words and names and places and events. 
Now, because of that, I don't have trouble remembering anything at all. And the first man said, really? What was the name of the course? The old man got puzzled and looked a puzzled look on his face. He turned white as a sheet, scratched his head, and then he asked, what's the flower with a long stem, has thorns on it, the petals can be white, yellow, or red? Well, the man replied, a rose. Oh, yes, thank you. He turned to his wife and said, Rose, what was that course? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I thought that was funny. <laughs> Rose, what was that course that I took? <laughs> oh, they sent me a, a, a dad joke box. You hit it and you had a dad joke, you know. <laughs> so Emma, our, our granddaughter, um, John was out. He didn't have a scraper for his car, so he got out a credit card, and uh, he was scraping. He was using the credit card to scrape the, the windshield, and um, she, Emma said, that won't work. You only get a 15% of it. <laughs> and you only get a 15% discount or something. But I said, that's a good one, Emma. So, so um, <coughs> I can almost identify with that two guys on the bench. <laughs> I, I've been noted to call people by wrong names. Uh, but fortunately, I keep my wife straight at the, for the present time. So if someone is to create new habits, if we are to create new resolutions, the person will need to do the change. Now, this is, this is something I read well, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, that if you're going to change, you have to create new habits. You know, we're basically habitual creatures. We like to do the same thing the way, same way all the time. Some people do it obsessively and just get carried away with it, thinking that, you know, we don't know why, but we're all kind of programmed in different ways. But if you're going to change, you have to figure out what you want to change. You have to decide how the change is, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you have to do the change three times a day, morning, noon, and night. You have to do it three times a day for 30 days. That will establish a habit. So if you want to establish new habits, pick it up, pick up what you want to change, and then start the change process. Now, on your paper, your handout that I, that I gave you, there are some tips to help you stick to your New Year's resolution. Your mother gave it away. I, I say, you know, it's just, you know, she can't get it, you know? I'm, I think I have another one, so... Uh, first one, set clear goals. Define specific, achievable, and realistic resolutions. You know, sometimes people make the most absurd resolutions. There's no way on earth that that's going to happen. So you've got to, make you've got to make realistic. I'm going to be a better person, okay? How are you going to be a better person? What are you going to do? And how often are you going to do it? And to whom are you going to do it? So you see, you've got to look at the realistic expectation. Being a better person is a good, that's a good thing. But how is it going to happen and all these types of things? Paul said to the church at Philippi, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection. So whenever we're looking at this, I've, I've kind of done it from two perspectives. One is the mental uh, approach of three times a day for 30 days, that's a resolution. But in the other side of it is, there's a spiritual resolution. 
There's a spiritual part of us that has to be resolved to do something. And that spiritual part is our dependency upon Christ, dependency upon the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. First is set clear goals. Second, create a plan. You know, um, we don't have it much anymore, but on your, on your phone, you can create a route. You want to go someplace? You, you, p- you put it in, and it'll take you, tell you the route to take, shortest distance, where to stop, you know, all the gas stations along the way. So what is that? It's creating a plan. It's creating a, what it used to be with the AAA, triptych. <laughs> and you could have a flip page for where you're going and all the things in that you need to look at along the way. So you create a plan, break down your goals into smaller, actionable, actionable, that's a good word, actionable state or steps. Um, The psalmist says, evening, morning, and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Morning, night, morning, noon, and night, three times a day. The psalmist knew that also. And also there's the old acronym KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, You you heard that one? All right, so if you're going to make a change, keep it simple. Uh, Three, stay consistent. Establish a routine and stick to it. You've got to do, if you're going to, I'm going to do it today, maybe tomorrow. Oh, I forgot, pick up where you left off. Um, Track your progress. Write down your notes. If, um, and if you're lifting weights, you track your weights. You track the repetitions. You track the amount of weight. You, you track the whole thing. Why? Because if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you, and when you, how do you know where you're going to get if you've really made an increase? You have to track it. You have to understand it. You have to put it in real terms. Uh, stay accountable. Share your goals. We're not alone in this. Everybody <laughs> needs to change. You know, we all need to progress or things we can. One, one individual said, uh, the reason I go to church is uh, God uses other people to buff off the rough edges. <laughs> so that, you know, we don't, you know, we, some people don't get along with anybody. And some people have the gift of criticism. If you don't know what's wrong with you, just ask them. They'll tell you. So be flexible. That's a joke. Be flexible. Number six, allow room for adjustments. You are not perfect. (laughs) Yes, you are not perfect. We strive, you know, if we strive for perfection, you know, perfection is good, but, you know, perfection prevents us from finishing. (laughs) You know, it's good to strive for the best. You want to be the best but you haven't been, you're not able to attain it. If you were able to attain perfection, you'd be done as soon as you got it. But the idea is we do the best we can, as long as we can, as, as much as we can, and, and it's part of the process of go, going and becoming and growing. And, and seventh, celebrate milestones. Celebrate. Take time to relax and enjoy the moment, enjoy the day, enjoy yourself, enjoy the rewards of what you have accomplished. So do not get excited about, do you get excited about the new year? I'd like to say it that um, when the near, new year came, I would like to say that I enjoy the new year. I enjoy 
having a New Year resolution, but I don't. <laughs> now, when I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, uh, there was no change. You got up every morning and you did chores. Didn't matter if it was Christmas, Easter. It didn't matter if it was your birthday. Didn't matter if there was vacations planned. You got up and you did your chores. chores. And you never went far enough away from home that you couldn't do your chores by evening. Now, so therefore, nothing ever changed. Perhaps that is why, perhaps that is what I can blame for me being who I am. And I've only used that excuse for 58 years. <laughs> 858, I left home at 18. Okay, now you get it. Huh? So, 17, I left home. So anyhow, we can use the same excuse year after year because of something that happened yesterday or 58 years ago. In some respects, New Year is the time when everybody is on the same page. Everybody's trying to start over again, live the better life. But wait a minute. Didn't we do this last year? <laughs> Didn't we do it the years before? As I was thinking about this, I remember some of the, some of the illustrations I used that if you want to be accountable for a, a change in your life, write it down, put it in an envelope, and seal it and open it next January 1st. I didn't do that either. But, <laughs> but the idea is you are giving yourself something, and along the way, you make yourself accountable. Now, another illustration I remember, I, had a, I think I had a rope and a suitcase, and I pulled it over my back, and you can drag the stuff from last year with you. <laughs> you know? But forget those things and let them go. Forgive yourself, forgive others, let them go. So, so perhaps some of the reasons that we're not excited about the new year is that we're used to having failed. <laughs> but some of us are not particularly excited because we have discovered that what is needed is not a new year. What is needed is a new person. <laughs> A new person. I don't need a new year. I need a new me. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So we find that the creative power that we're looking for isn't made up in our ego or made up in our tenacity or made up in our never-give-up spirit, but the, 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 the change is made up and help. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing that God is wanting to help us with. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away. Everything becomes new. Why? Because we have a new perspective. We have a new accountability. We have a new direction for our life. We have a new purpose. Some think that Paul was sharing his struggles before he met Christ on the road to Damascus, but it's not. The person that, that Paul is talking about is himself in his uh, condition after he has met Christ, after he has become a Christian and, and follower of Jesus. So he's talking about the struggles that he has. Um, <laughs> so transforming into the new person. We're going to look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. It means that, you know, it's, it's like the lady who 
was hit by a bus. <laughs> this is a joke. I was hit by a bus, and um, she goes into the, you know, she, she's in the emergency room, and she dies. She goes to heaven, and St. Peter says, Mary, what are you doing here? She says, I was hit by a bus. And Mary says, you know, well, P- St. Peter says, you're not supposed to be here for another 30 years. Whoa. So she goes back, comes back to life, and she has tummy tuck, facial, you know, all the, all the things she can do to make herself look young like Barbie. And uh, I thought I'd throw that out there. Make herself look like Barbie. And what she does is she walks out of the hospital, gets hit by a bus, and dies. And she goes to heaven, and, and um, she says to St. Peter, I thought you told me I wasn't going to be here for 30 years. And St. Peter says, Mary, is that you? Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Anyhow, being resolved, new creation. You know, a resolution is I am resolved by, you know, again, if we don't make the resolutions connect with our spiritual life and our spiritual understanding of growth and of love, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, kindness, long-suffering, forbearance. These are fruits of the Spirit and how that, they are, how that God is going to help us achieve those things. So that's the new creation. Romans 8.26, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. If we're wanting to change something, it means that we, are, we have weaknesses in that area. So the Holy Spirit then will help us in our weaknesses. Now, also says, we really don't know how we should pray for it. We really don't know how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit will pray through us with groanings and with utterance. So even whenever you're like, God, I just don't know what to do, help me. That's kind of like a groan and a prayer. That's a prayer. Uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. So with Christ, new creation, God is going to help me to do all things, all the things that are necessary to bring about the change in my life to become the person God wants me to be. Because God created you for a purpose. You know, you know, your head is more than a hat rack. I don't know where I come up with these, but... Romans 7, 18, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Paul says this. In my flesh, meaning our, this physical body, this temp- temporal, sinful person, there's really nothing that good that dwells in there. For I have the desire to do what is right, but I do not have the ability. You know, I just, you know, continue to fail. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil. I do not want to do. It just keeps on coming out. Paul says this. He identifies, he knows what it's like to be us. And so the challenge is allow God to help us. And he goes on to talk about how that the Holy Spirit, how that the Spirit of God will help him. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So we do not lose heart. (laughs) Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. The inner self, the spiritual part of us, is what God is working on and renewing. John in the book of Revelation says, I know your works. This is Jesus speaking. I have set before you an open door. 
and no one can shut it. God has set before us an open door. And the challenge is for us to have enough spiritual sense to walk through it. Because we're not, <laughs> we haven't reached the end yet, and we're not, we're not uh, in the perfect state, and we're always working towards something. And, G- and Paul, and, and, excuse me, John in the book of Revelation is telling us God has opened doors for us, and he wants us to walk through those doors. Romans 8, 5. For they, are, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. People who want to do what is sinful, selfish, hurtful, walk on others, step on others, the, the ego and all that type of stuff, we find them <laughs> all over the place. It's me first, and it's what I want is better than what you want. And, and I... So Paul then, did I use the story about the ladder? I used that in church, Sunday school. Did I use the ladder here? Okay, uh, (laughs) climbing the ladder of success. Climbing the ladder of success is finding, you know, the person who is selfish, self-centered, and whatever. He gets to the top of the ladder of success and finds his ladders against the wrong building. (laughs) So the challenge for us is to allow God to help us have the right direction and have the right goals and to have, the, the, you know, God has a plan for us and it's the spirit that will help us understand that plan. When I was in high school and even the first two years of college, I never dreamt of being a minister. I never dreamt that I could stand up in front of people and speak. Now, some of you pray that I would stop, but anyhow, <laughs> that the idea is you're not, you don't know where you're going. Only God knows, and so we have to do the right things for the right reasons and to follow the process of what we feel is correct and allow God to speak to our hearts, give us the right reasons, give us the, um, give us the strength to walk through the open doors. One of the purposes of God's Spirit within us is to empower us to bring our sinful nature under control. God does not eliminate our sinful nature. He, gives, he, he forgives us, and we're still in the flesh, and we're still tempted. But what he has given to us is the Holy Spirit. His Spirit abides within us. And greater is he, the Holy Spirit, that is in us than he that is in the world, that which is the temptations of our life. So the challenge for us is to choose the Spirit, to choose the Holy Spirit, to choose God's word and to choose his love to touch our lives in a way that helps us be, be more like Christ. Doesn't mean perfect. Doesn't mean we'll be perfect. Doesn't mean that everything is going to be wonderful. <laughs> it's, and, and we find that the work that God has for you is not a once-in-a-year resolution. It happens every day. So we are resolved to be a new creation in Christ Jesus every day. That God's spirit is there to help us, enable us, strengthen us, encourage us. We are his child. Nothing can ever separate us from him. So we find that we are resolved (laughs) to allow God to help us day by day, moment by moment, morning, noon, and night, that we are willing to allow the Holy Spirit, the Word, 
to speak to us in a way that encourages our heart. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, and I put these on the, on, on the back of the paper. You can read the whole Romans 8, but Romans 8 verse 1, There is therefore now co- no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. God does not stand and and to condemn you. That's not what he wants. That's not what he wants out of you. Not guilting you into doing something. He wants to lead us to where he wants us to be. Verse 5, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after spirit the things of the spirit. There's a spiritual component of our life that is there for us to pay attention to. And whenever we are sensitive to that spirit, it will speak to our heart. For to be carnally minded is death, spiritually minded is life and peace. God will bring us this life and peace. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. What God is giving to us, the same spirit that, rose Je- that Jesus rose from the dead is the same spirit that lives within us. <laughs> he doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want us to fall off the wagon. He doesn't want us to <laughs> be complacent in who we are. If, if the spirit can raise Christ from the dead, the spirit can quicken your body and quicken your mind and your soul and your heart to achieve that, those resolutions that you have set in place. And verse 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? If God would not spare his son so that we could be in a right relationship with him, he will not spare anything to help you. He will not spare a thing in coming to your aid and giving you the strength to go forward with your life. So, be resolved. (laughs) This is your life. (laughs) This is the time to decide. But you see, it's not uh, once in a year. It's an everyday decision. It's an everyday decision to do the right thing, to ask God for help, to recognize the spiritual part of our life that God has given us, and that spiritual part of our life enables us to walk through the open doors. I don't have, doesn't, God isn't, he's not up there, oh, you failed. No, he doesn't do that. He says, this is how you can succeed. This is how you succeed. My spirit is with you. My word encourages, giving you direction. He's the one who helps us, a very present help in time of trouble. (laughs) What we need? We need a new me. (laughs) Not a new resolution, We need a new us, and we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we are that new creation by our confession of faith in Christ and his forgiveness. Shall we pray? Jesus, we thank you that you have provided for us salvation, forgiveness. God, you forgive us of our sins. We ask you for that forgiveness. Help us to forgive ourselves. Lord, lead us, in the, lead us in the path of what is right in our relationship with you and with others. Your spirit will guide us. 
Let us not be discouraged with failures and people and things and events. We are overcomers. We are more than victorious because you are the one who is victorious and we are victorious in you. These things will work to a divine plan and pattern. We won't give up on you nor on ourselves. We thank you for this. We are resolved to follow you. And God, you will open the doors for us that no one can shut. And we will prepare ourselves and walk with you each step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.